SAFM Sunrise. A vivid start to your day. Good morning. Glad you're with us this morning. You're with SAFM, SAFM Sunrise. I'm Stephen Curtis. So interesting to see different views on what people are saying about these crime prevention wardens and like very different views around them. Very interesting. We get the view uh, from Eldred de Klerk in a moment. He's an expert on all of this. We'll speak as well in a little while uh, to one of the police unions and just hear from them. And then you'll mediate a conversation this morning. We thought it was appropriate timing because later in Joburg we are expecting to have uh, another meeting about a, uh, uh, about electing a new mayor. We've seen this time and again in Joburg. I made the point, I think we've had eight mayors, I think it is, nine mayors, since the last person finished a full term. What does that tell us? Well, we'll talk about that in the next little while, but that'll be your mediated conversation from 8.30. So yeah, lots of things to other look at to look at this morning. Looking forward to all of that. And don't forget, we'll take your calls as well. 086 of course, is the number. SMS is coming through as well this morning. First in the morning, SAFM Sunrise with Stephen Grutis. Just two different views on the issue around these crime prevention wardens in Gauteng. H.J. Nell says on Twitter, Amazing governments are actually insulting taxpayers by wasting taxpayers' money on the appointment of lower standards and a lack of skilled officers to serve citizens. Fulza Korda says, Yes, these will fight crime. Security officers are only trained for seven days, but are fighting crime. That's just two different views. So in Gauteng, it's the second day on duty for 4,000 new crime prevention wardens. People have been appointed by the province to try and stop crime in communities. You'll remember the program first addressed by the Gauteng Premier Panyazala Sufi during a State of the Province address in February. So they can only really have had two months worth of training. And as I understand it, also at the launch, BMW cars to help them drive around to fight crime. Eldred de Klerk is a senior associate at the Africa Centre for Insecurity and Intelligence Praxis. Eldred, good morning. Thanks for your time. Thank you, Stephen. Good morning to you and your listeners. These wardens can't have had much training. They're on duty now. How effective can we expect them to be? Stephen, it's hard to say because we don't actually understand what they're there to do. Um, the warden seems to imply that they'll be walking the beat, lending informational services to people, providing a presence that hopefully serves as a deterrent, that they are able to be responding to calls for service um, from citizens needing, you know, who knows what. Because the difficulty is that it's difficult to know what they've been trained in. We heard something about trauma assistance. We heard about gender-based violence. Um, There's no conceptual or working definition of what is meant by crime prevention. Um, And we don't know how they fit into the policing or developmental agenda of the province or the cities in which they're going to be deployed. So the jury's out um, as to what role they're going to play and how they're going to impact the so-called war or fight against crime. Um, Can it be said that it makes sense to just have more people, more eyes, more ears, more people connected to the police just by playing that role? Could they make a difference? No, but you and I already served that role. Um, So throwing more hot bodies at something when we don't have a coherent strategy to which we work in, we don't have a developmental agenda, and the country um, doesn't have a comprehensive um, security strategy. So how every, the role everybody's play is not clearly articulated. How everyone supports one another is not clearly articulated. So there's no coherence across 
the deployment of resources. So when we have one hand not knowing what the other one is, and let alone all fingers on the same hand holding the same <laughs> the same goals in mind, um, the impact of that will was is completely diminished. Um, is there a risk? At all, you train people for two months, put them on the beat, give them. I mean, they clearly don't have a formal legal power. They're not a police officer. This is going to get boring very quickly, but they're not a police officer under the Police Act. However, they will have a sort of sense of perhaps some sort of legitimacy. They'll be wearing a uniform, that kind of thing. Is there a risk that you know maybe something could go wrong with this? Well, there's 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 a huge risk if they intervene, hurt somebody, or cause undue injury or damage. The province, um, so the state can be sued, the municipality can be sued. So the MECs in their individual capacity can be sued, and so can they. So there's a legal risk, but there's a, there's a liability risk, and there are physical risks to them too. So are they duly insured? Um, do they have necessary workers' compensation and support? Do they have a health plan? Because we already have this can-do attitude where we act like action heroes and want to put ourselves into a dangerous situation. So if they feel compelled to step into something where there could be a loss of limb or life, um, who's going to compensate them? What is the legal provision to ensure that they are duly covered um, and, and protected? There is in the Western Cape, I think it's called the um, legal, the Law Enforcement Advancement Program. They're called LEAP officers, right? Are they very different to this? Because, I mean, you could make all similar arguments against them because I think they're not police officers under the Act either. No, but they are. They come in under the guise of law enforcement. So they, they deliberately used law enforcement because law enforcement is a local competency. And law enforcement officers are peace officers if duly authorized and they've gone to the proper training. Um, they also under civilian accountability at a local level and they have an accounting officer in 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 that 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 is supposed to be responsible for their performance, their overall performance. So yeah, the talk or the narrative is that they're different um, and that they complement the local law enforcement who has responsibilities, as you and I know, for by-law enforcement, for protecting of public assets and resources of public buildings, and for some measure of crime prevention, which again, like I said, it's vague because all of this has been done under the guise of crime prevention. There are other issues around this. The Premier in Gauteng announcing that there'll be panic buttons that people can use. And it sounds appealing, but a panic button only works if there's a response. And I'm not sure that there will necessarily be a response. No, there definitely will not be. The response time for most of these things happen after the fact and the the, the harm is already done. Crime prevention means that that we're building strong institutions institutions that are resilient, institutions where people look to uphold and respect the law, institutions where people look to support one another. So we're throwing more hot bodies at this, but what we're failing to do is build responsive public servant institutions that are publicly spirited and delivers a public um, service. So I heard your callers throughout the morning say things like, why no more social workers? Why no? Why not additional health workers? Why not additional health inspectors? Why not in, additional food inspectors? Why not in, in additional compliance officers? That 
would go a long way to ensuring that we take care of the criminogenic environment that drives and fuels crime rather than putting a bunch of mini-me wannabe police officers out there and with all due respect to them, we're placing them in the line of fire and they, we, we simply should be rethinking this. It seems like we're bereft of, of ideas and imagination and this is again, let me come back to my earlier point because we don't have a coherent strategy that is developmental in nature. We focus on combating crime and we forget to spend the public purse in a way that actually improves the quality of people's life and in doing so make them less vulnerable. You were talking about public servants who are indebted. We have to ensure that we take away the conditions that places people in a, in a position where they're vulnerable, they can be made complicit, and they can be corrupted. So this is where the public spend should be better spent towards building a coherent institution and, and building a resilient public service and building a quality of life for everybody. So your, your listeners throughout the morning came up with a hell of a lot more better ideas with all due respects and seems to have a better handle on what is doing, what we should be doing other than, than, than simply creating more kids constables. Eldred de Klerk, thank you. Senior Associate at the Africa Centre for Security and Intelligence Practices here with SAFM. Richard Mamabolo was the spokesperson for the Police and Prison Civil Rights Union. Pop crew, Richard, good morning. How do you feel about these wardens? Are they going to make a difference in the fight against crime? Could they actually get in the way of your members? Uh, morning to you and the listeners. Yes, we do welcome the well, the crime prevention wardens. We think that uh, we know that they are appointed in terms of Section 334 of the Criminal Procedure Act as his officers. So they will definitely have the same powers that uh, police officials do have. Remember that uh, during the year we were celebrating that there has been a, well, an introduction of around 10,000 police officers. Yet at the same time, you had about 6,000 of uh, those police officers uh, leaving the police service. So that means then there was an increase of only 4,000. So with this uh, extra 4,000, uh, what else we think that uh, they will actually ensure that uh, we then coordinate the work between police, metropolis, and of course ensure that uh, uh, we keep our communities safe. Just recently they released their uh, current statistics in Houten, and we've been saying over the years that, uh, you know, uh, as much as there are these quarterly uh, crime statistics released, what we have seen is that uh, there has not been any impact on targeting, uh, especially areas which are hotspots. Now we think that uh, they will obviously have a they are to play in that regard, and of course, uh, they will complement uh, uh, the rest of the well, law enforcement officers. Is it your understanding that they have the power to arrest, even though they're not a police officer? They, they definitely would have the relevant powers that go in line with uh, police, of course. And I think uh, uh, one of the things that we have made clear is that uh, there should be say, some form of synergy. Because uh, in whatever they would do, there would definitely have to be uh, well uh, police involvement, just as you would find with uh, metropolis as well, uh, how, how they relate with police. Whatever they do, whatever errors they effect, ultimately it ends up at a police station. So there will definitely be that coordination. All right, so the police officer would make the arrest. Then Richard Mamabolo, thank you very much indeed. Spokesperson for Pop Group, do appreciate the time. In a moment, the situation at the University of Fort Hare.